Hello there and welcome to another episode of Pick Your Poison, our prop show here at MMA Fight Club. We're going to be looking into UFC Vegas 40 Aspen Ladd versus Norman Dumont. We're going to be looking at our live underdogs, some over-unders, high-risk spots, violence bets, two parlays that we really like a lot, and then we'll give you the prop bets for each fight that really we think are the safest prop bets to you know, take a look at. Let's start with the undercard, then we'll work our way up to the main card, starting with the first fight of the night. Ariana Carnalasi versus Estela Nunez. So I like the fight going the distance, which is minus 150, which... You know, it's like a no-brainer. It's a women's fight. Um, not just that, but the way Carnalasi fights. She's a grappler, a wrestler, a grinder. Those kind of fighters at times, you know, they'll take you to the ground, take up time, position control. That's the way I see her winning the fight. Um, I don't see her, like, knocking out Stella Nunez. Matter of fact, in terms of her recent fights here, um, she has finished six of her nine wins. That's Carnalasi. That is a nice finishing rate. Um, and in terms of uh, Stella Nunez, four of her last fights, she's finished them by decision. So she's more of a decision winner. I think, though, you know, you're safe here thinking the fight probably goes a distance with Carnalasi wrestling her, getting her to the ground, you know, chewing up time. But if you don't like that, my favorite prop for this actual fight is fight starting round three at minus 225. You'll hear me doing that a lot because I really like those fights starting round two, start, fight starting round three. For, 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 start, for fights starting round two on this fight, it would be like minus 450, minus 500. So I didn't like the number there. But for fights starting round three, you're thinking, okay, can these two ladies at least get to round three? Minus 225, that's not bad. You know, um, do you want to bet it straight up? Maybe not. Maybe you want to put this into a parlay piece, um, which I haven't done, but I would consider it because if you're thinking this fight is the unknown Estela Nunes, new UFC fighter, first fight for the UFC versus Ariana Carnalasi, who, you know, she's robotic at times, but she's got some movement, um, a lot of similarities to fighters like Godinez and, and Goldie, where stiff, kind of bulky, super jacked. Like, if she gets a body lock going, she's going to take her to the ground and she win the fight in that path. But that minus 225, fight starting round three, that's kind of like free money. I think it's going to happen. So that's my prop bet for this fight. Moving on to the next fight, Dana Baccarat versus Brandon Davis. So I will honestly tell you, as confident as I was in the initial breakdown on Dana Baccarat, I've been looking closer at this fight. Davis is a dog that has a chance here. So he's going to be the first live dog I'm going to mention in the card. I'm still sticking with Dana Baccarat as my pick to win the fight. But I think Brandon Davis deserves at least a live dog look. Now, the fight going to decision, I think it does not go to decision. And that's plus 100. Here's the reason why. Okay, looking at Dana Baccarat, he has finished his last six wins. So all six of his last wins have come by some kind of a finish, whether it's TKO or whether it's by submission. For Brandon Davis, he's finished three of his last six, six wins. So he's got some finishing ability as well. He's coming in here, I want to say desperate, with his second time around in the UFC. He needs to prove something in order to get his contract and stay. Um, so, look, for, for the fight being finished by Baccarat at any point, whether that's by submission or by TKO, that's plus 215. I do like that. Again, he's finished. I just mentioned it, but he's finished. His last six fights have all been by finish of some kind. He's a pretty decent fighter. He's a brawler. He's a tough guy. If he doesn't finish someone, he can get finished. But if he finishes the fight anyway, plus 215. Now, here's another one. The fight starting round three is minus 225. I do like the fight at least getting to round three. Um, both the guys should have condition to get to round three. Could someone get stunned before round three? Yeah, but I think this fight at least starts round three. Minus 225, that's my favorite prop on this fight because I just don't know how much better we're going to see Brandon Davis here. He's gotten some wins outside of, of uh, the UFC after he got cut for Gulf Coast, a regional promotion. Nothing too impressive for Dana Baccarat. Um, he's got some chinks in his armor. Not, not to be funny, he's Mongolian. I'm not trying to you know, make a racist joke. That's not, not my point there. What I'm saying is that he's got, he's got some holes in his game, you know, and minus 200, you're a little bit, you know, you know it's a little chalky to bet him straight up. But anyway, minus 225, 
Fight starts round three. I like that prop for this uh, fight here. All right, moving on to Ludovic Klein versus Nate Landwehr. Um, again, not to be repetitive, fight starts round round two is minus 200. Now, I understand the bookie here telling you they expect Klein to put an end to Nate Landwehr probably in round one. But I, I can Landwehr at least survive round one? Can we at least get to round two? I think so. So fight starting round two is minus 200. That's my favorite prop on this fight. I'm just going to give that away right now. Now, the fight to go to decision, I think it does not go the distance. That's minus 200. So it looks like the bookies are telling you it's probably not going to the decision. Now, here's the issue. Most people are expecting Nate Landwehr's chin not to survive 15 minutes. That's the bottom line. Um, he's not only gotten old fast at 33 years old, but the chin has really gotten become, becoming an issue here lately. So a guy like Klein, sharp striker, you're seeing there's possible path to the fight, not going the distance. You know, this is the kind of fight where even though it's minus 200, <laughs> they'll fuck around and they'll go the distance, right? So I don't love the minus 200 here. I, I don't love it. Again, I like the fight starting round two at minus 200, which is the same exact, you know, number. Um, now here's some other numbers just to consider here. Klein by decision is plus 250. Now, Nate Langweir, let's say he gets some wrestling going, gets some top game, the chin, you know, survives. It gets a little greasy, and he gets the decision win. That's plus 600. <laughs> I mean, that's something to consider. If you like, if you like Nate Langweir, it's probably going to be by decision, right? Now, for TKO for Klein, it's minus 110. That's not bad. That's probably what is the most likely outcome for him to win the fight, other than him getting a decision, which is plus 250. Um, and the bookie is telling you right there, minus 110 for the TKO finish, you know, plus 250 for the decision. Um, now, for any type of finish for Klein, which is a safer bet, that's minus 135. So a lot of numbers there, but I like Klein to win the fight. I think the fight at least gets to round two. That's minus 200. That's my favorite spot there in that fight. Lupita Godinez versus Luana Carolina. This fight does not have a lot of prop bets available. Actually, they have no prop bets available. The only thing I saw was the over, under, or maybe, I'm sorry, the fight goes a distance, which I think Lupita tasted, the, you know, a little bit of taste of blood there last fight. Ground and pound, she's shoring up some of the holes in her game. You saw the passion after the fight, you know. She was very appreciative of Dana and everyone. One week's notice, like this girl's chomping at the bit. She's hungry, 28 years old. Um... Only six and one. Like, she's trying to make up for time lost. You know, she wants to get in there. And I think Luana is going to just be the roadkill in her way. I think she finishes the fight. So, I don't think it goes the distance here. Um, that's plus 135 for the fight, not going the distance. So, again, the, the bookie's sort of suggesting to you right there, like, even though it's a women's fight, um, they're not sure this fight's not going the distance either. And so, Luana Carolina is... Uh, I hope she doesn't hear this and, like, write me a message or something or her manager or somebody... Um, Anyway, we're small time, so they're not going to hear this. But the point is, I think she's just you know qualifiable trash. She's just not a very good fighter. So this this fight could end fast and furious. Um, I like Lupita to win the fight, but I, you know I think if I were to look at the prop you know prop bets for fight starting round two, um, yeah, I'd be careful with that because they may not even get to round two. Anyway, moving on to the co-main event of the undercard. That's Ramazan Imev versus Dana Roberts. Or I'm sorry, Dana Roberts. Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts. Okay. So Danny Roberts, the American, versus Emev, the Russian. And um, the two spots I like here are, again, um, the fight starting round three is minus 225. And here, understand where I'm coming from here. Ramazan Emev, okay? Here's a guy who's got six wins in a row, all by decision. He's a decision monster. He's going to grind you, ride you, hug you, hold you, caress you uh, to a decision win. Um, and so... That's probably what he does here. Now, is Danny Roberts just that bad where 
you know, he's coming out of Black Zillion's a pretty good gym, but is he just that bad where he can't even survive and he gets like, you know, just smashed and, you know, like uh, Khabib says, I'll smash you. So he just gets smashed or grinded up. I mean, I guess the fight starting round three is minus 225. I do like that prop here. The fight going the distance is minus 165, which I do think is likely in the, in the book is sort of telling you there almost two to one at minus 165. Now, a decision win for Emev is plus 100, right? So that's a good number. If you like Emev to win the fight and you know him and how he wrestles and how he fights, minus 320 is pretty chalky, but that plus one, 100 is nice for the decision win. For a TKO win by Danny Roberts, and it is MMA, anything's possible, I think that's the most dangerous part of his game is his striking ability. Uh, that's plus 600, okay? So, but again, the two... The two uh, Spots I like the most here are the fight going the distance at minus 165, and then the fight starting round three, which is minus 225. I probably like that one the most in this fight. All right, the main event here of the undercard is Bruno Silva versus Andrew Sanchez. Here's a second live dog, um, Andrew Sanchez. Even though I've picked Bruno Silva on our our breakdown show, I, I do think Sanchez has a chance, specifically through his wrestling attack, um, which, you know, listen, good wrestlers who can tie up their opponent and eat up clock time and game, game position time. Those guys are always game. So at plus, he's like plus 120 right now. He's like barely an underdog, but he's a live dog, someone to consider. Um, for this fight, I think the fight does not go to decision. And it's just minus 200. So the book is also telling you it's probably not going to decision. And here's reason thinking. Here's my, my reasons for that. Um, looking at Silva, he's on a five-fight winning streak all by KO. <laughs> so five TKOs in a row for Silva. He's just coming in there and just throwing heat. For Sanchez, four of his last four of his last five fights have been by by decision. So he's been winning by decision. But I think what happens here is Silva just like comes out here, balls to the wall. Either he starches Sanchez and ends this shit early, or gets gassed out and out of control, exposes himself and lets Sanchez finish him. So I don't think he goes to decision. I think something gives here where the Bruno executes and hits him with a with a with a heavy hand within those fifteen minutes, where he gets smothered and just gets exhausted and choked out by Sanchez on the ground. Now, some other props here are a TKO win by Silva is plus 130, which I thought that was a really good number. Again, the guy's on a five-fight winning streak all by KO. If you like him to win, I do like him to win. That's minus 140. It's not bad, but that plus 130 is obviously better. A TKO win for Sanchez, which is not likely, is plus 400. Just want to mention that. Uh, decision win for Sanchez. Okay, so if you like him to win the fight, he's plus 120 right now. Why not break out some extra bread and plus 350 for decision win for Sanchez? I'm going to have to sprinkle that. I'm giving Sanchez, like I said, this. He's got an angle here. He's got a way he can win the fight. At 20 and 6, he's 33 years old, 32 years old for Silva. They're, they're matching very well. Tri-star gym, a lot of good things going for Sanchez. Plus 350 for a decision wins, not bad. The fight starting round two. Great number here. Minus 250. I will be parlaying these fights starting round two and three for the undercard with a handful of stuff. Um, it's just worth it. You could put a few bucks out there. Put these together with some other fights um, that you feel confident with. But these numbers are pretty good. Minus 250 for the fight starting round two. I think that happens. So my, my two favorite spots for this fight are the fight not going the distance, which is minus 200, and the fight starting round two, which is minus 250. I'll definitely sprinkle the fight being uh, uh, the decision win for Sanchez at plus 350. Let's move on to the main card here. First fight in the main card is Julian Marquez versus Jordan Wright. Okay. So what we have here is uh, my favorite spot on this on this fight here for prop bet is a finish by Jordan Wright plus 300. And people are probably looking at me like, did you say Jordan Wright finishing or Jordan Wright getting finished? Yeah, I said him finishing Marquez. I'm doubling down like I said from the from the breakdown show. I think Marquez, 
he's just a glass house man and i'm not talking about the person like he's a he's a lot of things outside of the of fight game you know with uh with him really check out to be just fun guy he's got a podcast um very well liked does interviews when he does his interviews it, he comes off as pretty intelligent thoughtful well-rounded educated you know a lot of positive things but doesn't seem to fight that way and then he's you know he's got this amazing build he looks you know like super but the chin i i'm not buying it um i think jordan wright the beverly hills ninja who fights really wacky and wild and has got some Steven Thompson in him and just got a very unique style to him. Um, I think he can clock Julian Marquez. 15 minutes, I think he can catch him. Flip side, can Marquez catch him? Absolutely. We talked about the breakdown. So the fight not going to decision, check this shit out, is minus 400. <laughs> so the book, he's like, yeah, we know this. We know these two guys are both violent. Looking at some of their recent stuff here. So um, for Marquez, right, he has won. Seven of his last eight fights, he's won by either a sub or a TKO of some kind. And for Jordan Wright, all 12 of his victories, he's 12 and one overall. All 12 of his wins have been a stoppage, a finish of some kind, TKO, sub or something. So you're talking about two violent dudes here. The violence bet is definitely going to be you know, available there. The problem is at minus 400, you can't get any value there. So now you have to look a little deeper. Any, any way that Marquez finishes the fight is minus 150. So if you like Marquez, who's minus 225 on the money line, that minus 150 for any time finish for him, that's good money. It's almost even money. For Jordan Wright, though, again, I like that spot, plus 330. Would it be surprising that a guy who has 12 wins of all 12 of his victories, and he's 12-1, and one, if he comes in here and finishes a guy like Marquez, who's shown to be a little chinny? No, I don't think it's surprising. That's really good money there. I like that. I'm going to definitely sprinkle that. Maybe even just a half a unit there on that plus 330 for Jordan Wright anytime finish. Now for a decision win, which would be wild by either fighter, because again, the bookie's telling you at minus 400 for the fight, not going to distance, that it's probably not going to distance. But decision win for Marquez is plus 500, and a decision win for Wright is plus 700. Something tells me this will be that one fight that just does not do what it's supposed to do. This is one of those fights, you know? I, you think it's not going to go decision, you're so sure of it, and next thing you know, these guys play patty cake for three rounds, and you got yourself a decision win for one of these two guys. So something to consider. Um, yeah, all I can say is I think my favorite spot there is that prop bet of plus 330 for Jordan Wright to get a KO finish. I'm on Jordan Wright to win. This is my third alive dog to mention, but it's a dog that I've actually picked in the breakdown show. Whereas for Andrew Sanchez, I'm not actually backing him financially. I'm not betting on him. And Brandon Davis not backing him or betting him. Just mentioning, I think it was a dog to, to consider. This is the one dog on the main card that I'm actually going to be going with. Um, and we'll be actually betting a little bit on the money line. All right, second fight on the main card. Manon Fiorat versus Mara Bueno Silva. Okay, so Fiorat's the favorite here at minus 250 now. She's kind of swelled. I think she opened at like minus 175 to minus 200. So she's kind of gotten to be a little more a little more action behind her. Okay, so I think uh, the best spot here is the fight not going the distance. So... Again, here's the reasoning. You've got uh, Farad, okay? She has finished five straight fights, including both of her first two UFC fights. You know, you can't say that about many female fighters at any weight level. The fact that she's coming in here with that kind of power, um, she clearly has finishing ability. She Look, some fighters, they have good power, you know, good, 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 a lot of good stuff. They just don't have that edge to finish people, whether it's knockout power or, or knowing when people are, you know, on that, on that edge of being knocked out or whatever. Um, she knows that she's got that killer instinct and look, Bueno Silva's tough. I don't think she's going to be easy to beat by any means, but look, the finishing ability is there on the side of Farad and on the side of Bueno Silva, she's finished five of her seven wins. Okay. So she's seven and one, only seven wins overall, but five of her seven wins have been all by, by submission. So can she submit Farad? 
Maybe. She's got Brazilian jiu-jitsu background. She's from Brazil. Farrat's really good on the ground, too, so she's got her ability as well. Something's going to give here, okay? One of these two ladies is going to finish the fight. So the fight not going the distance is minus 125. That's pretty good money. It does tell you, though, that the bookie suggests, look, we're not sure on this one. This is going to be close. It could end up in a decision. So looking at decision, for example, decision win for Farrat is plus 180. And for Silva is plus 400. So that's interesting. Even though Silva is plus 200 in the money line, I think that's probably not fair. It should be a little closer. Um, but either way, it's plus 400 for her by decision. It's going to be a women's fight. You know, anything's possible, right? Um, the sub win for Silva. This is when I got to sprinkle here. I'm putting at least 50, 50 bucks, half a unit on this. Silva by sub is plus 700. Remember what I said. Five of her seven wins have been by submission. So she could submit people. She very much knows how to do that. I like Mana Fiat like everyone else. I chose her to win on the money line. She's one of the most, most confident picks on this card. I'm parlaying her. But the reality is, Bueno Silva is is live here. She's she's a live dog, someone to consider. And at that plus 700 number for for, for a sub, got to put some money behind that. Um, a TKO finish for Farrat is plus 150. Something to consider as well. But again, my favorite spot, if you're going to bet an individual spot here for this fight, is the fight not going the distance at minus 125. I think both of these fighters right here have finishing ability. It could happen for either side. All right, next fight here. The co-co-main event of the main card, Jim Miller versus Eric Gonzalez. This fight not going the distance is plus 100. So clearly I'm going against what the book is saying. I think here's what's going on here. And look, Jim Miller, he's old, 38, da 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 whatever. But look a little bit closer at his recent wins, Okay. All four of his most recent fin wins have all been by submission finishes. Going back to 2018. He hasn't won a lot of fights, but when he wins, he's submitting people. That's his path to victory. Eric Gonzalez is going to hand him up a plenty of opportunities to submit him. He's going to hand him his neck a few times in the first round, trying to take lazy off-balance takedowns. He's going to offer him opportunities to take him down to the ground when Eric gets off, is off you know, a balance on his feet and gets tired and starts doing looping shots. Jim Miller, the veteran Jim Miller, a guy who's fought like a ton of fights, is going to have a lot of opportunities here to grab up a neck, an arm, and do something here to Gonzalez and probably finish the fight. So I think for sure that plus 100 there, the fight not going the distance, I got to look at that. It's one of my favorite you know, uh, props on this entire card. Now, here's another one for you. Submission by Miller, plus 240. I mean, again, how does he win fights? He wins fights, his last few fights, four or five fights, whatever, have all been by submission. <clears throat> Gonzalez is coming in here, first UFC fight. Doesn't seem to show very good, uh, you know, submission defense on film. Not a good grappling game. Not good at takedowns. When he tries to get takedowns, again, he exposes his neck. So, some other props to consider. The fight starts round two. That's minus 450. Yeah, it's a little chalky, but just kind of giving you an idea of what the bookie's thinking here. I think the bookie feels like Miller could end this fight on one side of it, but then on the flip side of it, they're giving you plus 100 here for the fight, not going to distance. So it's a little confusing. Now, the fight being won by decision for Miller is plus 140. The fight being won by Gonzalez by KO is plus 500. Now, here's my rationale on this one. Gonzalez has hands. Mexican fighter. He throws a lot. Miller's getting older. You know, that's one of the first things that really goes when you're getting older is the chin. It could happen at any moment, and Miller throws a lot of shots. I mean, I'm sorry, and Gonzalez throws a lot of shots. So if you like Gonzalez, you might want to look at that. I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to sprinkle that plus 240 submission by Miller, um, and I'm also going to sprinkle the fight not going the distance. I think those are both two good props. It's going to be a violent fight. Something's going to happen here, and I think Miller gets a finish, and I think he's going to really show there's levels to this. Eric Gonzalez is new to the game. 
He's new to the UFC. You know, he's uh, he's going to come in here and, and learn a lesson here from the old man. All right, let's go on to the co-main event. Carlos Felipe versus Andre Arlovsky. I hate to say it, it's a heavyweight fight, but I think it goes a distance here, which is minus 190. Obviously, the books are, are recognizing the same thing. Um, these guys are not just – it's not just one of them. They're both, like, decision-prone. So, for example, in the case of uh, Felipe, his last four wins have all been by decision going back to 2018. And then for Andre Arlovsky – He's got seven straight wins, right? Check this shit out. He's a heavyweight, mind you. And he's a legend. He's a legend. And he's 42 years old, so I'm not, I shouldn't laugh, but it's kind of goofy. In the heavyweight division, he's got seven of his seven last wins, all of his last seven straight wins. They've all been by decision, going back to 2015. So, you know, you got a guy like Felipe who doesn't have a lot of knockout power. You got a guy like Arlovsky who used to have knockout power and it's kind of getting chinny. Um, could Arlovsky give up? Like he tapped out so fast against Aspinall. He was like, oh, I'm okay. Aspinall was just trying to get a choke going. He barely got it going. And Andre was like, I'm good. Um, if you just pressure Andre, he'll just fight. He'll just he'll fold. But can Felipe, who's shorter and not as experienced, can he really do that? And... I don't know. I mean, it's, it, this is this is going to be a very underwhelming co-main event. Probably the last time Arlovsky fights co-main event or any main of anything on a UFC fight uh, card at the age of 42. So it's good to see the legend here. We'll see what he's got to offer. He's crafty. I, I chose Felipe to win this fight outright in the money line, which is even minus 110. But I wasn't confident with this pick. So the fight going the distance is minus 190 in a three-round fight. I like that position here the best. Now, Decision winners here, plus 225 for Felipe and plus 150 for Arlovsky. I've heard a lot of cappers say they like Arlovsky to win the fight. So plus 150 for Arlovsky. I mean, I guess if you're looking at this and you just want to be safe, like you could take the minus minus 110. It's even money, right, um, on the money line. But all right, the fight starting round three is minus 280. Uh, kind of like that, too. I think both these guys have plenty of gas to get to round three. Um, I guess there's an outside chance I see something happening where something – Somebody does something. I don't know what it's going to be, but something should. I, 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 I feel like it's like one of these two guys should grow a sack and go out there and go swing. When I say grow a sack for Andre Olavsky, he's like, I'm 42, man. I'm almost geriatric age. Probably got some CTE already starting to go on. I'm not taking no chances. So I hear where he's coming from. For Felipe, it's like, come on, man. Stop all these decisions. Go out there. Press the pace. You're fighting a guy who's 16 years older than you. Like, Let's see what we could do here. But again, the fight probably goes decision. 190. Minus 190. That's I'm not going to mess with any prop bets in this fight. I'm not betting in this fight at all. I, I probably won't bet in this fight at all. I just probably watch it, grab a beer, and enjoy it. All right, main event here. Aspen Ladd versus Norma Dumont. So, rumors swirling about Aspen Ladd, her health, her weight cut, whatever. Look, it's five rounds in the schedule. That's what we have scheduled. If you're buying into the philosophy that she's all messed up, her weight and everything else, cardio, whatever, then it probably doesn't go the distance, right? She probably doesn't have the gas to do it. Um, you know, if you're thinking that Aspen Ladd's going to be fine and she's going to do what Aspen Ladd does, which is like grind up her opponents, drag them to the ground, get TKO finishes. Uh, matter of fact, let's at her recent record here. So for Aspen Ladd, she's got finishes in seven of her last nine wins. Again, this is a female fighter. Fighters like her and Manna Firat, high finishing percentage, which is amazing again as a female fighter. Um, now for Norma Dumont on the other side, She's got four of her last six wins have been by decision. She's only six and one. So, you know, granted, she's only got six fights. But, excuse me, four of them have been by decision. So not as high of a finishing rate, but she's got some finishes by submission, both of them. Um, it's good to go five rounds. I don't think that happens. I think it's it's a good bet there. Minus 120 for the fight to not go the distance. I like that bet. 
probably my favorite individual prop bet for the, the main card is that bet. Now, TKO win for Aspen Ladd is plus 250. That's very good. I like that. I might have to sprinkle that. The fight starting round three is minus 280. Eh? I don't love that. I think the fight might. I think the fight not going the distance at minus 120. I like that more. And um, and I guess if you like Norman Dumont by decision, I have to look at that number. They didn't have it available, but that would be something to consider as well if you like Norman Dumont. But I don't think the fight goes the distance. I think minus 120 is fair bet there. Um, I think five rounds is a long time. Aspen Ladd at some point either gets to her or maybe she just gasses out and gets exhausted and has a moment because of all this cardio stuff and missing weight whenever else. So, all right. So just to uh, give you two parlays that we like a lot here. Okay. Here's the parlay number one. All right. It's going to be a one, two, three, four, five, six legger. All right. Take, taking some risk here. We're going to go with Klein, Ludovic Klein at minus 380. Emev. All right. That's uh, Ramazan Emev at minus 320. Carnalasi at minus 155. Man, if you're out at minus 250. Lupita Godinez at minus 300. Now, I put minus 300 now because you know what? She's available like at minus 285. But if it, I know within the next like 15, 20 minutes to an hour, at least the next, you know, better 12 hours, it's going to shoot up to minus 300. It's probably going to even go up higher than that. So I just already tried to adjust for that. Um, and then Miller at minus 225. So just repeat that. Klein at minus 3, 380. Emev at minus 320. Carnalasi at minus 155. Firat at minus 250. Godinez at minus 300, and Miller at minus 225. If you put those six pieces together, that gives you plus 635 odds. With a half unit wager, and for me a half unit is $50, that would pay out $367. So I've already placed that wager there, and I locked it in with Firat, um, I'm sorry, with Godinez at minus 300, because again, that's going to move. I know that's for sure going to move. So I like that parlay. Um, if you don't want to put 50 bucks on it, again, just do, you know, do something that's more affordable to you. Even 10, 15 bucks can pay out pretty well on that. So parlay number two, a little more conservative. We're going to end up with plus 240 total odds here by combining Klein at minus 380, Firat at minus 250, Godinez at minus 300, and Miller at minus 225. That's a four-legger. Gives you plus 240 odds. I'm putting one unit on that, which is $100, which pays out $340. So those are the two parlays that I like. Um... In terms of again, like a like a, a degenerate parlay, you know, looking at putting together a whole bunch of fights, here's how I would put it together for you guys. And I'm going to start with the most confident first, and then going down to the least confident. My most confident pick would be Lopita Codinez at minus 300. Then would be combining that with Ludovic Klein, and then putting that with Manon Firat, and then Jim Miller. So that's to be the core of like my parlay piece, right? From there, the next most confident picks would be Arnold Carnalasi at minus 170. Um, Aspen Ladd at minus 145. And I think I would have to go with the last piece. He's oh, tough now. Um, wow. Did I say Emev? I didn't say Emev, right? Ramazam Emev. So... Yeah, just to repeat that, I would go with a core of Lupita Godinez, um, Ludovic Klein, Manon Firat, and Jim Miller. That would be the core of my my parlay. And then from there, I would add in Carnalasi, Emev. So that's a six-legger at that point. Then the seventh leg would be Aspen Ladd. And then I guess if you really want to go fishing, um, you're looking at the Dana Baccarat fight, and I would probably take Dana Baccarat. But you could flip that and take Brandon Davis, do both, you know, put a, put a few dollars on both sides of that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that's our breakdown for our props. You know, just something to consider here 
for high risk spots, um, I think the high risk spots are the Felipe fight. Man, that one's gonna just I don't know what's gonna happen there. Probably gonna be a long boring fight. Does Orlovsky just finally just I don't know, does he fold up and die? <laughs> He's so old. Does Felipe do something? You know, I don't know. So that fight's a little scary. Um the Marquez and Jordan Wright fight, yeah. A little scary. It's gonna be very violent. It's gonna be something something's gonna happen there in that fight. Um questions about the main event. Aspen Ladd, what happens with her? But I do like her to win the fight. I do like her to win the fight here. Um, for the undercard, um, that Bruno Silver and Andrew Sanchez fight. A lot of questions about that fight. I am starting to drink the Kool-Aid on people talking about Sanchez. So some questions there about that fight. I'm not very confident about Bruno Silva as I was initially. Uh, I'm confident about Ramazan Imev winning and Lupita winning and Ludovic Klein winning. Um, Baccarat's got his hands filled, full with Brandon Davis. I've been hearing a lot of love for Brandon Davis. It makes sense. Got a good gym. Second time around, he's got a lot in the line. Um, so that fight's going to be a little questionable. I'm not so confident there in Dana Beckerow as I was initially. And then the first fight of the night, yeah, I think Aaron Karnalasi takes care of business there. She's more experienced. So that's the breakdown, guys. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you're doing any prop betting, hopefully this gave you some more advice and will uh, hopefully give you some opportunities to catch some tickets, right? That's the point here. We're here to win some money. So thanks for joining us again. If you like the video, if you like our content, like and subscribe, come on back and visit, share our content. And as usual, everything we offer is free. We don't sell any of our bets. All of our stuff is available at betma.tips. So if you go to our description, you'll see the link there to our profile where we put all of our bets, obviously, beforehand. So we track all of our stuff. Uh, like, for example, on Tuesday night of Contender Series, we took a bath, <laughs> got completely beat up in that because we did two parlays with um, our boy Duncan. And then we did two units straight up on Duncan, and Slava came in the Russian and just said, no, not tonight, yet. It happens. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose, but more times than not, we've been winning recently. So track us there at that website. Thanks again for tuning in. Good luck uh, on, on the card. Take care.